0: a series called Chasing Carrots, and last week we talked about the need for chasing the carrot of perfection, um, performance, and I spent a long time um, just unloading my laundry, like just my baggage, and talking about how this is one I really struggled with, Um, and today I'm going to talk to you about the carrot of chasing the carrot of popularity, chasing the carrot of popularity. Um, And and, and I really think this is going to be a fun message today. I want to talk to you about Technicolor, not Technicolor, um, but we're going to call it Technicolor. Technicolor t-shirts and um, house shoes. And I hope that this makes since, even though my title does it, and there's not such thing as technicolor t-shirts. It's those t-shirts that turn colors when you got hot or when you got cold. You know what I'm talking about. Um, I'm losing my words today for some reason, but our text for this series is found in 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 2, and it says this, you won't spend the rest of your lives chasing your own desires, but you will be anxious, you will look forward to do the will of God. And my prayer is this, is that once this series is done, once we're done with all these messages, that this verse would be a reality for your life and my life. Is that you and I aren't chasing after our own desires, after what culture tells us we should be chasing after, But that you and I are chasing and focused in on and lasered in on what God's will is for you and me. And that it's not something we feel obligated to do. It's something that we actually look forward. We're anxious to do. That we look forward to doing the will of God. That's my prayer. Um, As I talk about chasing cool, chasing popularity, right? Like chasing the carrot of cool. What, what do I mean? When I say chasing cool, what does that mean? To me, this is what it means, is that you are chasing acceptance of others. You're trying to get other people to accept you, to win their approval. You're trying to Gain that popularity, and when I say chasing cool, I say chasing popularity. Um, here's what immediately happens most of us adults say, Well, that, that's not me, I'm not in high school anymore. This is a teenage message. No, 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 my friends. Um, you could not be more wrong. Um, I don't know, I don't, I, I don't know if I've ever seen a more awkward time besides mid high of watching adults still try to be cool at age 44. I'm like what, 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 what's, what's going on here? Like, what, what are you doing? What, what is, what's happening? Because I don't get it. And there's so many like adults. Let's just say it the way it is. There's so many adults that you are in, you need to realize you're not a teenager anymore, right? Like you're 50 years old and still clubbing like, oh yeah, this is how I do it, right? No, 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 no there's a better way for you to live life. You're never going to chase that. That carrot is long gone. Like the carrot of cool is gone once you turn 30. It's just elusive. Some of you are like, oh no. I, you may not like what I'm saying today, but I'm going to tell you this. I'm preaching truth, not popularity, right? Like this is, this is good for you. Some of you are like, I'm not cool anymore. You're not cool anymore. This is a delicate balance. Um, for me. I'm just going to be honest. This is one of those places. I find myself in a weird stage. I, I'm 44. I'm a dad. But the reality is, I love being a dad, but I don't want to look like I'm a dad. Does that make sense? Like, I don't want to dress like a dad. Like, they, And what I mean by that, if you're wearing this, I apologize. I apologize. Truth over popularity. Um, it's it's going to hurt, but it's going to be a good hurt. Um, but uh, <laughs> just close it. If you wear black socks with like sandals that lace over, like have Velcro on them, you look like a dad. If you have cargo pants, I'm looking at you online. I'm not looking at any of these people. I'm looking at you online so I don't make anybody. You're dressing like a dad, but, but they're, they're so convenient. I've got pockets for my cell phone. That's what a dad says, right? Right? If you're tucking your shirt in to your cargo pants, and you have put a little attachment for your cell phone, but, well, it's convenient, kids. Why wouldn't I, right? When it rings, that's what a dad does. It's convenient. Like, like well, I'm, Some of you are, like, taking it off real slowly and trying not to let anybody hear it click, like, oh, dang it, that's me. But, but here's the other side of that, that there's trying too hard, wives, moms. Um, they're trying too hard, like, like. Like, okay, I, I'm, I, I am understanding, rest understanding. these Foundation Church, you're, you're never going to see your pastor in skinny jeans. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> I, I I'll tell you why, too. It's not just that I don't like skinny jeans. I would look like Woody from to, Toy Story in skinny jeans. You'd be like, there's a snake in my boot. Anytime, you know, I would be up there preaching, you'd be like, this is horrible, Right? Um, I, I'm just, I'm not that guy. I'm not going to have the swoopy shirt. that's like down to here, low cut be showing my chest hair, um, my thick rim glasses and like, bro, I'm just going to chill out here and drink a cup of coffee as we like just dissolve and just digest a word of God. No, that's not me. That's not me. It's not me. Um, and, and so there's trying too hard. There's being trendy and there's, I, I'm at a place where, Fashion-wise, I've got to be classic instead of trendy a little bit, right? And so last year, the big trend was athletic shorts. This may still be the trend um, with high socks and tennis shoes, you know, and your, your T-shirt. And I started seeing this at the gym. I'm like, well, maybe my no-shows, you know, like my, my no-show socks. Maybe I'm like, nerd, you know, like dad. And so I'm like, okay, let me go ask my girls. And I went to Charlie and Chloe. It's like, hey, I, I see a bunch of people wearing these high socks with their tennis shoes. You know, is that something I should be doing? They're like, no, dad. You would look absolutely ridiculous. And they used a lot of other adjectives, but we're going to use that one. Um, you would look like such a loser if you did that. And I'm like, okay, that's a little much. Um, so I went and got other advice, like a second opinion. You know, if you don't like what the doctor says, you're like, no, I don't believe you. I'm going to get a second opinion. So I went and got a second opinion by uh, one of our guys. He's, he's just he's a senior that just graduated from TU, Tyler LaCourse, um, and I like his style. He somewhat likes my, I think he respects my style, but doesn't necessarily like it, you know, but he's like, okay, you don't look like a dad. And so I went to Tyler. I'm like, Tyler, high socks, tennis shoes, athletic shorts, shirt. Can I pull this off? You know, I, I think I got this. And he looked at me and he goes, Justin, you're going to have to sit this one out. And I'm like, oh, dang it. You know, I was like, I was like, no. And here it is, is that, you know, we've got this saying where we're always trying to look current, we're always trying to look trendy, but, but today it's not that the, the, the big thing is do you wear high socks or no-show socks. That's not it. Today is your life consumed with chasing cool. Because there's a lot of us that we're way all, we're all about appearances, And we're all about trying to impress others. And as we chase this elusive carrot of cool and this elusive carrot of popularity and acceptance, man, it has an effect on you and me. And it's impossible for it not to affect your life as you keep chasing after this carrot of cool. And here it is, is that chasing cool leaves you desperate and a slave to others' approval. If your life is busy chasing cool, it will leave you desperate and a slave to other people's approval. There are always going to be people you feel pressured to impress. There's always going to be this inside man, if I could just get them to like me, if I could just get this acceptance, then I would be fine. And here's the problem. When you and I start chasing cool, when we start chasing acceptance of others, when we start chasing popularity, you never catch it. And your life is spent trying to impress people. And I'm not just talking about time being spent, you spend resources, things that you, some of us have gone and made stupid financial decisions, also that we can look cool right, so that we can look the part, what we drive, where we live, how we dress, is all to impress other people that when you really boil it down, if I was to say, hey, you know that guy in the third cubicle that you're trying to, does it really matter? No, it doesn't really matter, but you're living your whole life trying to impress them, trying to impress friends, trying to keep up with what everybody else does, and we become a slave of other people's acceptance and other people's opinions of us. We find ourselves trying to keep up with what culture's running after when that's not what you were called to run after in the first place. And it's not something that I, I wish this was something you grew out of your teenage years, your college years. This isn't something that just happens that you just grow out of. In fact, our, our shining example is a guy named King Saul. And let me give you a little history when we pick up in this passage. King Saul, is from the least of the tribes of Israel. He's from the tribe of Benjamin and when Samuel comes and tells him, "Hey, you are going to be the king, the first the first king of Israel." Think about that. Like are you kidding me? I'm gonna be the king of Israel? And he his reply was, Well, I don't think I can. He has this like George McFly moment. If you remember back to the future, he's like, I don't know if I can handle that kind of rejection. I just don't know. What if they don't like me? What and I'm from the least tribe of Benjamin, and I'm the least of these. And and Samuel's like, Man, you're the man. You are the man. And so Saul has been king for a while when we pick up with him. He is now in his 30s, okay? He's in his 30s, he's had military victories, he's his he's been king for a while, so his his reign has been a Established, and we pick up in this time right after a battle with the Amalekites, and when he's having when he's having this battle with the Amalekites, Samuel and God told him to do one thing, and yet Saul decides to do another, and he spells out the reason for doing it. And it's in our passage in 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 24, says, Then Saul admitted to Samuel, Yes, I have sinned, and I have disobeyed your instructions and the Lord's command. For I was afraid of the people and did what they demanded. Here, I love the way the message says it. Saul gave in and confessed, I've sinned. I've trampled roughshod over God's word and your instruction. I care more about pleasing the people, and I let them tell me what to do. And can I tell you, a lot of us were there. Some of us, we care more about pleasing people and we're taking our cues from others than we are from our Heavenly Father. We we are taking our cues and how to live from culture than how God is commanding us through His Word. And here's the problem. When you and I start chasing cool, when we start chasing acceptance, is that we compromise and we settle for anything less than best along the way. We settle for what other people tell us we should settle for. And people that should have a minor influence in our life have a major influence. And and the Lord has a minor influence when he should have a major influence. Why? Because we're chasing something that you're never going to catch. There's always going to be more people to please. There's always going to be more people that you're trying to get their acceptance. And you are going to be desperate and you're going to become a slave to other people's opinions of you. I love what Terry Crews said. Terry Crews is the guy on the Old Spice commercial that flexes his pecs all the time. You know, he says, trying to be cool is the easiest path to mediocrity. Isn't that great? Trying to be cool is the easiest path to mediocrity. And it is just simply true. When you and I are caught up pursuing other people's acceptance, you're never going to be all that God's called you to be. You're going to step away from the significance that God has for you, from the strength that he wants to give you, and man, you're just, you're just letting other people control your life. I posted this quote by Dabo Sweeney. He said, why would you seek advice? From, why would you listen to criticism from someone you would never seek advice from? Why would you seek Uh, Why would you listen to criticism from somebody you would never seek advice from? And he was talking about Paul Feinbaum, you know, that little bald-headed weasel of a reporter that loves the SEC. I'm like, you know, I'm like, whatever, Paul, you stink. I hate you, right? Like, why would you listen to him? It, It doesn't matter. But some of us, we are taking our cues from culture instead of our relationship and instead of the Lord. Some of you, you're just trying to look the part, when we were recording our Thursday services that we were doing at the drive-in, um, when we were there, um, before we would record, we had our different camera people, and man, you can't, our AV team has done awesome over the last two and a half months. I mean, you guys have been phenomenal. Um, and when we would get ready to record Thursday night, um in here, uh, everybody would be like, there would be a camera person that would say, good to go, and I'd be like... Did Seth say we're good to go, or do you just think we're good to go, right? Because Seth's the director. He's the one who knows when we're going, and they would check, and they'd be like, Seth, are we good to go? Seth says we're good to go. I wasn't taking my cues from anyone. I was taking it from the one who was really in charge so that I didn't have to repeat or so that things didn't get messed up. And when you and I take our cues from people other than our Heavenly Father, can I tell you, things get messed up in your life. And you start chasing after things and start trying to become somebody God never called you to chase after and become in the first place because you become a slave. You become addicted to their approval. When you post something on social media, what do you do? You go see how many comments you got, right? How many likes? How many shares? Why? Because you're, you're, you're wanting people's acceptance. In fact, Instagram and Facebook talked about taking away the heart button or the like button, and there was like this uproar, like, I got, I've got to have my likes, right? Like, I've got, I got to have my likes, because what am I going to do then, you know? What, what's going to happen? And, and, and it's just a symptom of our culture. But here's what Paul said, and Paul just lays it out there in Galatians chapter 1, verse 10. He says, obviously, I'm not trying to win the approval of people, but of God. If people pleasing were my goal, I would not be Christ's servant. And Paul is saying this. Here's what he's saying You can't be Christ's servant and be a people pleaser. You can't be Christ's servant and be a slave to other people's opinion of you. One's got a gift. Because why do we keep chasing cool? Why do we keep chasing popularity? Why do we keep chasing acceptance? Because we are chasing after our insecurities and our desires to be light. But if we're not called to chase after cool, then what are we called to pursue? What are you and I, I'm not not talking about, hey, don't, don't look good. Don't, hey, well, I'm not supposed to be cool. This is just me, right? Like, I'm not, I'm not saying that. Some of you, you're just cool people. And I'm like, Man, they're really cool people. Um, But there's a place and a time for you just to learn to be you. And what are you and I called to chase after? And what are we called to pursue? You and I as followers of Christ, as, as followers of Jesus Christ, you and I are called to pursue what is right over what is popular. Lean in on this. Hear me on this. You and I as followers of Christ... Are called to pursue what is right over what is popular. You know, the big problem with popularity is that it keeps changing, right? What was popular three years ago isn't popular now. What was popular when I was in high school, it, that, that was the hypercolor, not technicolor, hypercolor t-shirt that changed colors, you know, you go talk to the girl and your armpits are like pink, like, ah! um, you know, um, hypercolor t-shirt, Jabot jeans, and like, you know, Reebok pumps. You know that was like you were the stuff if you had that. Now, if you wore that kind of stuff, they would be like, what, what? 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 Why is your shirt turning colors? That's gross, man. Like, like that's disgusting. Like your armpits are just yellow because that's the color of your T-shirts, right? Like it's just, it's just it. Um, you know what? What's going? It wouldn't be cool anymore because what was popular then isn't what is popular now because popular keeps changing based on what culture says is popular. But here's what I love about right. Right doesn't change because right is set by the word of God instead of the opinion of man. Right doesn't change because right is determined by the word of God, not the opinion of man. And you're not called to chase after what culture tells you to chase after. You're not called to live like your neighbors, your co-workers, your buddies. You are called to live your life according to how God's Word says that you should live your life. Paul writes his last letter. It's found in 2 Timothy. And this is like Paul's last moment to write everything he could possibly think to write in 2 Timothy to somebody he considered a a son like him, Timothy. And one of the reasons I love 2 Timothy is that Paul is trying to cram everything he could possibly think to Timothy that he would need to know about how to pastor, that he would need to know about how to live his life. He knows this is the last moment that he's going to get to write a letter to somebody that he loves, somebody that he's mentoring, and it's just full of instruction, full of wisdom. And so Paul writes this letter in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 through 5. He says, you should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be very difficult times. Sounds familiar. For people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride, and love pleasure rather than God. Let's stop there just for a second. If it feels good, then it must be good, right? That's the thing. Do what feels good. If it's right for you, then it must be right. Hear me. You and I are called to pursue what is right, not not what is popular. That could even be spelled out in another way you and I are called to pursue what is right and that doesn't necessarily mean what is illegal and that's a push some of you are like oh you meddling today I'm meddling today because it's not about what culture says is right and acceptable and pop- just because it's popular doesn't make it right you're not called to pursue what is right I mean, what is popular, but is what is right. Verse 5, they, they will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. Stay away from people like that. Because here's the deal, when you pattern your life after people like that, you become like that. Right? The Bible says bad company corrupts good character. It doesn't have an age limit to it. And some of you, you're running after things you were never called to run after because you've been pattering your life after the wrong thing. But he says this in verse 14, but you must remain faithful to the things you have been taught. You know they are true, for you know you can trust those who taught you. You have been taught the Holy Scriptures from childhood, and they have given you the wisdom to receive the salvation that comes by trusting in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is inspired by God and it is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives it corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us what to do is right god uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work it it i love this Is useful to teach us what is true and make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. It doesn't mean you get to change the rules. It doesn't mean you get to change the Bible when you don't like what it says. But the Word of God, all Scripture is inspired. And if you want to know what to be chasing after, you chase after and you go after and you live your life according to what the Scripture of God says. According to what the Word of God says. Not what culture says is okay. You and I, our lives are called to look differently. Not not look like popular uh, opinion. Not look like the culture. And it's our last point. God has designed you and God has designed me to be different. To be different. And I'm not talking about like, well, he's different. I'm not talking like, oh, they're different they're different people you know I'm talking about he's called your life to look different this is one of those topics um, as I'm preaching if I'm to be real transparent I don't struggle with this one a lot there's a lot I struggle with but this one I've learned to get pretty comfortable in my own skin Um, I'll go to the gym with my hair messed up and my clothes match great. If they don't, I'm okay with that too. I don't even wear high socks, right? I just wear my dad low socks. Um, I mean, I'm I'm crazy. Um, But here it is. I I had to learn really some hard lessons from seventh grade to ninth grade um, because I was trying to be the cool kid, and I was, if you have, have ever seen a picture of me, um, I posted one on Mother's Day, kind of giving a shout-out to my mom of uh, me in mid-high. There's a reason I was a loner and by myself, because I was different, right? Like, I wasn't good different. <laughs> Just, he's different, right? Like, like, I was trying to be cool, and I never figured out who God created me to be. And so I was trying to be who I thought everybody would like. In the process, I wasn't being me, and I have had to learn, I've had to learn, hey, this is who God has created me to be, and there was a transformation that happened my sophomore year, and my sophomore year, I started getting really comfortable with who I was. My junior year, I was really comfortable. My senior year, the animal was out, and I mean, it's just been going ever since. And so, hear me, you don't come to a phase in a place where you don't feel the pressure to conform and become like everybody else it's always their parents it's always their adults but what I have realized is that, man, I'm not going to be, I've said this, I'm not going to be that skinny, jean, cool, hip pastor with the thick, grim glass. That's not me. I'm not going to be able to preach like T.D. Jakes. I wish I could. I've tried, and I suck every time I try it. I mean, it's just like, what is he doing right now? Get ready, get ready, get ready. You know, like I'm sweating everywhere, like, oh, Lord. no, it just doesn't. It doesn't work. It doesn't translate. You're just like, why? What, what, what are you doing up there, Graves, you know? I'm not going to have the biceps like Rochelle, like Craig Rochelle from like, Man, I keep taking, and I don't take creatine. I can't take enough creatine and protein powder. I'm just like, grow, dang it. You know, it's not going to work. It doesn't. But here's what I have figured out. I'm really bad at trying to be somebody else. So why would I spend my life trying to be like someone else when God has only made one of me and I'm really good being just me and what is true for me is true for you that god has designed you to be you not everybody else not like your buddies not have their strengths and not have the he's created you to be you and you are cheating the world and you are cheating yourself and you're treating cheating everyone else by being anything less than who god created you to be so how do we do this it's found in romans chapter 12 verse 2 don't copy the behavior and customs of this world Don't imitate the world. Stop copying the world. Stop trying to be like the society that you find yourselves in. But let God transform you into a new person. How? By changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. I am convinced that one reason most of us don't know, number one question Christians want to know, followers of Christ want to know, is what's God's will for my life? The number one reason we don't know it is because we haven't learned to change the way we think we're still thinking like culture, and we're still patterning our life after culture instead of allowing God to change the way that we think. Transform your thought life, and all of a sudden, you won't be thinking about how you can fit in and be cool and chasing cool and chasing other people's acceptance, but you start thinking about doing God's will. And that's the whole purpose of this message in this series in 1 Peter 4, Not that we would run after our own desires and what culture is telling us and what we feel that we need to do, but that we would... Would be anxious, we would look forward to doing the will of God. How does that happen? You start changing the way that you think, you transform. There's a transformation of your mind that changes the way that you think so that all of a sudden you can know what God's will is for your life. And newsflash, God's will for your life is gonna look different than God's will for my life, but it always adds up and it always is supported by scripture. God's called me to have 20 lives, 20 wives. That's not scriptural, okay? No, 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 no. But he has a plan for you. So you've got to stop copying. That means you're going to be different. That means everything to your life should look different. And not just look different, but be different. Your, your home should be different. Right? Your habits should be different. Your your behavior should be different than what culture is. Your convictions, your convictions isn't what culture says is okay or is legal, but your convictions is what does God's word say is okay and is legal. Your, your, your marriage looks different and is different. Your kids and the way you parent. I tell my kids all the time, hey, you know what? Reality is you're not going to do what everybody else does. Because you're grapes, and the other reality is you're going to get to do things that other kids don't get to do because you're grapes. But we don't pattern our life after what everyone else does because we are different. Some of us, man, you got to understand, your life wasn't just not just about appearances, but is your life. Different. are you chasing after the will of God for you or are you still chasing cool because you're never gonna catch cool they keep moving the carrot here's what God says here's what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5 out of the message and I love this it says this you're content you're blessed when you're content with just who you are no more no less that's the moment you find yourselves proud owners of everything that can't be bought. And I love this translation. You're blessed. You want to you know what fulfillment is? This is it. You're blessed when you're content with just who God made you. Not trying to be like culture. Not trying to keep up like the Joneses not trying to be cool not trying to fit in but just being who god designed you to be because when you come to that place teenager when you come to that place young professional and college student when you come to that place married couple and grandparents when you come to the place of being content with who god made you and how he made you and being different men that's the that's the moment you're proud owners of everything that people are searching for and wanting, but they can't buy it because there's a piece that comes with it. This winter, I made my first dad purchase and I bought my first pair of house shoes. And I, I'm going to just tell you if this is what looking old is like, I'm all good with it. Like, bring it on because these are fantastic. If you come to my house, the moment I get home pretty close, especially in the winter, I take my clothes off and I put my sweatpants on and my t-shirt on and I put these bad boys on. Um, One of my friends told me about these are are Uggs like men's slippers that I bought from uh, Nordstrom's rack because they're like, ridiculous amount of money, but I've got them at a great, great discount. So they're like 50 bucks. And I got to tell you, when you go to heaven, I'm pretty sure the apostle Paul is going to be there and he's going to fit your feet for these things. And you're just going to be like, heaven has just happened to my feet, right? I mean, these are fantastic. And here's the deal. I look like a total dad. In fact, I went to Walmart during the quarantine in these bad boys right here, right? I was like, I don't want to take them off. I have my sweatpants on. I was in for the night, and I'm like, I'm going to Walmart. I'll fit right in, right? Like, ain't nobody going to be looking at me like, he's different. He fits right in here at Walmart. Look at him. Um, here's the deal. I love these things because when I put these things on, and I've got my sweatpants on, and I've got my T-shirt on. I'm not Pastor Justin. In fact, I want to put these on right now. I'm not Pastor Justin. I'm just Justin. And I'm in my I'm relaxed and I am comfortable and I'm at peace. And I believe this is what God has designed your life to look like. I'm not trying to put on appearances. Not trying to keep up appearances. That's exhausting. But that you would be content with who God has made you to be. Just as you are just like he has created because you're exhausted and you're worn out trying to impress everybody else and you got nothing to show for it but you want to know how to live this life out and live it out well and live it out with significance there's got to be a changing of the way that you think so that you can understand what God's will is for your life so that you can be just who God has designed you to be because in that moment in that moment you become owners of everything that can't be bought, but everything want, everybody wants. Do you fit in or do you stand out? Because God's called you and I to be different. That we would not run after our own desires, but we would be anxious to do the will of God. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. Now I thank you for today. I, I thank you for your patience with us. And God, I come before you and I just ask that you would speak to our hearts today. That, Lord, your word would penetrate deep because the promise of your word is that it doesn't return void, that it always makes an impact, that it always makes a difference. And, Lord, for some of us, this message is hard. Because we want to excuse the way that we're living and the choices we've made because society says it's okay or because it's popular or because it is legal or because it's what everybody else is doing. But God, let us understand, we're called to pursue what is right over popular. And that's not popular preaching and that's not popular teaching, but it's correct biblical teaching. You called us to be biblical over popular. And so Lord, I pray today that your word your word's the only thing that's going to change people's hearts and minds. And so God I pray for those of us that we're here we're just tired because our existence and our life has been trying to please others and we become a slave to other people's opinions of us. of trying to buy that acceptance of trying to fit in with that group. What I pray today that we would understand there's a better way to live. And you've called us to a better way to live and that we would stop taking our cues and our direction from somebody that's simply not ever been called to be in charge of our life. But that we would learn to take our cues from you. And there would be a transformation to the way that we think so that we would know what God's will is for our life and we would run after that. God, let us realize you've called us to be ourselves. You've designed us to be unique, different and there is a contentment and there's a beauty and there's a peace in that Lord some of us were scared to be that because what will people think what if what if but Lord I pray that we would understand there's a peace in that so help us today not to chase after carrots we're never going to ch- catch but to abide in you and to become who you've called us to be all along with your heads bowed and your eyes closed if you're here today and you say Justin I'm here and I've never asked Jesus Christ to be the Lord and Savior of my life we want to give you an opportunity to change that today you may be here and, and and maybe it's about you recommitting your life because where you're at isn't where you should be I'm gonna count to three and if that's you here in this place or watching at home I'm going to ask you to raise your hand, and we're going to lead you in a prayer that will change your entire life, the entire trajectory of your life. One, two, three. Is there anyone here today you say, Justin, that's me. That's me. Is there anyone else you say, Justin, that's me. Before we go any further in service, Justin, that's me. There's a change that needs to happen. Man, there's, I'm just not where I should be in my relationship with them. Is there anyone else before we go any further in service? If you raise your hand if you please repeat this prayer after me and mean it from your heart jesus i come before you today and i confess that i have sinned that i've messed up and i ask for your forgiveness god i turn away from the life that i was living i repent of it and i turn and grab hold of the life you have for me i confess you jesus christ to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I'm going to live for you the rest of my days. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. If you have any questions or in need of prayer or would like to join a connect group, feel free to email me at nicole at foundationschurch.tv.